cat gonna make a guest appearance here too nice i i'm laughing at the start here because we had some technology malfunctions that took me a while and i don't know why you're weeing me on this (laughs) (laughs) i hadn't turned my computer on for a few days since my surge protector was making a noise Uh... and i turned the surge protector off and that's happened before and then i went to turn everything else back on so my screen came on the lights in the room came on. There's a bunch of stuff plugged into the surge protector, but the PC wouldn't start. Just no power, no nothing. I thought maybe it was bricks somehow, but there's a switch on the back of the computer, the PC. I turned that off. I turned that back on. Then I pushed the power button, and it started. I see. So really when in doubt, just unplug things, turn things off, and then turn them back on. Yeah, for sure. So that was a good 15 minutes, I think, you were waiting on me, if not longer. That's all right. I kept you waiting before that. So, yeah. Happy New Year. Same to you. I don't I don't think we've touched base yet in 2021. Uh, not in pod form, no. No. It's It's good to be seen. Yeah, for sure. How you been feeling? You have... Uh, one dose vaccine in. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm half vaccinated, so that's that's good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm all right. You know, the the uh, the quarantine is getting a, a bit long, but you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, just uh, keep working and <laughs> <laughs> right, taking care of my son and trying to make trying to. Make myself entertained as as yeah. things go by. The intersection of uh, of a pandemic and and Minnesota winter is is not ideal. But no, no. In the spring and summer, it wasn't quite as bad because mm-hmm. there was outdoor activities. We even we engaged in some porch drinking, which was good times. Yep. But yeah, even it's been a mild winter by Minnesota standards. So you can still get outside a little bit, but I mean, that's still 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. It's not really party time outside. No, it is not. I've got both doses of the vaccine. Yeah. And perhaps a topic to get into. We have a few ideas spinning around, uh, but one thing I'd be curious your thoughts about because I continue to try to navigate this is figuring out when it's okay to go back to normal ish activities. Yeah. So I have both doses and the second dose definitely knocked me out for about 36 hours. Hmm. So the next day I was feeling pretty achy and terrible. My wife just got her second dose yesterday And she hasn't been feeling great today. 
Mm. Um, hopefully tomorrow she's feeling better. So we're both vaccinated, and I know you're supposed to wait a week or two after to have it take full effect. It's like, when is it okay to go do stuff? And I don't have a great answer for that. Not only when is it okay to do stuff, but also, like, what stuff can you even do? <laughs> well, even, like, Emily and I are thinking about going out on a date. Like, we haven't had a right. date night in... I think the last time we did was back in March, and we went out for a brunch. So that was mid-March of 2020. So going out to a restaurant, which I realize restaurants, a higher risk activity, not only for us, but for other people, we will both be vaccinated. Is that an okay thing to do? I mean, I think it's okay for you. I just, I don't know what places you could even do it at right now. Well, Minnesota has indoor dining, I think at 50% capacity. I have stopped paying attention. (laughs) So I'm distracted, and for the listeners at home who, who can't see this, you are cracking open what looks to be a somewhat fancy bottle of scotch, whiskey? Oh, it's bourbon. Bourbon, okay. It is Blanton's bourbon, gifted to me by a very good friend. Excellent. I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. I, I have not had had a drink this year. I, I thought maybe you were... Uh... Cracking the seal on that tonight since January is over. I'm still doing the diet and dry thing for now. I, I right. might, if you're streaming this week, I might partake. I will be streaming tomorrow. In so. a beverage. Where can folks find that? <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv backslash bootiest. I, I believe it'll be a Wednesday. It'll be ladies night. It'll be ladies night for sure. Uh, have you announced the drink special yet or it's I have not. TPD? I have to, I have to figure that out. We, we took a beating on, uh, on two for one, uh, Manhattans last week. So I told you the house was going to get crushed. <laughs> <laughs> might might be, might be two for one Coors Light this week. We'll see. You didn't like my, uh, Quarter Jaeger bomb suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just, I think that was my joke afterwards. It's like, what's, might as well do like the two for one PBR tall boys at that point. Hey, that's a party. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like me a PBR from time to time. So I'm, I'm one that looks at things from a lot of different perspectives and I have empathy and I realize I'm switching gears here. Going back to what to do and when to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think you and I both know people who are all over that spectrum of how seriously they took social distancing, how willing they were to limit activities. I certainly have people in my life who I think maybe view what my wife or wife and I are doing as a little bit extreme of taking things too seriously. Mm. And then um, certainly know folks when I kind of brought up the idea of, yeah, wife and I are vaccinated and we're thinking about, you know, going to do something. And they're like, what? <laughs> you, it's still not safe. I was like, well, so it's not trying to make anybody else happy, but want to just be respectful. It's just weird to think about going back to doing things. 
So when they say it's still not safe, what what are they what do they mean? So even if we are vaccinated, we could still be spreading. We could still be shedding virus towards others. So it's certainly higher risk than staying in your house, which is what I've done for months and really haven't seen anybody. And I guess because at some point I would just like I got tired of. I guess I, I felt like a person watching the water, waiting for it to boil. <laughs> I kind of s- stopped paying that much attention to the daily developments on these things. So the last I had read, it was like, oh, we're not sure if you can still spread the virus once you're vaccinated. Have they said categorically that that is still a risk? Or is I... it just something they haven't ruled out? I think with the lack of research, I don't know if they've ruled it out. So, right. Um, we'll, we ha- we'll have to bring on uh, Dr. Fauci to educate our yeah. listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get we'll the most to... up to date messaging. I will. I will get my uh, production assistant working on that right away. Please do. Yes. Regardless of the science, which I think is still open-ended, I I think what I've seen consistently is that the vaccine certainly eliminates a lot of the risks for the person who gets the vaccine Mm -hmm. in terms of significant illness, being hospitalized or or death even, which was something I was certainly worried about over the last year and, and definitely took it seriously. I don't know when it ends. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, when do you decide? And it's not like, like we've talked about going to concerts and really missing that. And, you know, for me, uh, like going to sporting events from time to time, like, I don't think that stuff's coming back like it was for quite some time though. Like I was in a local library over the weekend and it just felt weird. I, you know, I was wearing a mask and everything and keeping away from people. Um, but I mean, it, I think it should be okay for me to cross that anxiety hurdle of, hey, this is okay to do. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just more of a, like a wrapping my head around like after this long that like I'm allowed to do these things again. And I think it, until somebody tells me different, I, you know, relatively safely for myself and for others. I mean, obviously, you don't go eat at a restaurant. Um with a whole bunch of other people and then immediately go visit grandma right after that. But, um, you know, by and large, I would feel safe once I'm vaccinated. Do I mean, I'm to give you an idea where I'm at, I'm, I'm making some travel plans for spring break at this point. Cause you know, I will be fully vaccinated by then. And I think both of us, to- when we're out and about, wear a mask and yeah for sure not like you're licking doorknobs or anything <laughs> no <laughs> i mean yeah i will still wear a mask both to cut down on that you know small chance of that i could still pass it to someone but also just because when you don't wear a mask people don't really know what's going on like are you vaccinated are you just you know being an a-hole like you know people don't know so i will definitely still wear a mask but i will also go to restaurants if they're open uh i will travel to see friends that i haven't been able to see that if they're okay with that etc etc 
Yeah, we're planning on because we canceled a trip to Jersey to see my family over Christmas. And my nephew has this confirmation thing coming up in the spring. So whenever that gets scheduled, we're planning to go out there and mm -hmm. we'll do the mask thing. And my buddy out there was like, well, you have the quarantine for two weeks. <laughs> Who's patrolling? Like no one's patrolling that. Like if mm -hmm. you come into a state, not that I'm trying to break the law, but it's just if if they had those guidelines and enforce them, then they, yeah, of course. But that's not happening anywhere. Uh, no, it's. I mean, not in the United States. It's definitely happening in other countries. But sure, I would have to think that as the vaccine becomes more widely distributed, that those are going to that that's also going to relax. That you'll need to prove that you've been vaccinated in order, possibly in order to even fly. I think the the jury's still out on how much they're, you know, airlines are going to enforce that. But to like enter a country, like you're going to have to prove it. But I, I doubt you're going to then have to to quarantine for 14 days at that point. But. I don't think they're going to be stopping everybody that crosses the Walt Whitman Bridge. Like, hey, are you vaccinated? No, I mean people are still traveling freely. You know, yeah. And I know and, people who have just like gone to Disney and mm -hmm. took their family to Disney, and they're like, yeah, it's not as crowded. Everyone's wearing a mask. It's fine. So there's a range of, of folks out there. Yeah, I, w I would not have done that, but. <laughs> well, we are we are cautious. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody has their, you know. Or I shouldn't say everybody, but I think most people I talk to have like an exception or two that they've made as this has gone on, like whether it's that they have like one family that's kind of in their bubble that they hang out with or you know there's a range of things out there i mean for me it's always felt a little bit different because i've worked in schools and those schools have maintained being at least partially in person throughout this entire process so i have done my best not to add to other people's risks but i'm willing to take somewhat more risks than Maybe other people do because I feel like I take them every day for my job. So it's like I might as well, you know, when I'm not adding to somebody else's risk that, you know, I will do, do something. something fun. Yep. Yeah. And I started going back to the office this well last month, once a week, um, or if not twice a week. And, yeah, I mean, the clinic's quiet and in the clinic, I think I have to have a face mask on all the time. Well, a uh, face mask, but also a shield, like if I actually see a patient, which hasn't happened much. I'm still doing mostly video conferencing and telephone work, which is funny. I was just thinking I, I wrote all these articles back in 2003, 2004 about the coming like revolution of online counseling and was really one of the first people to write about that widely and somehow mm – -hmm didn't monetize it at all. <laughs> <laughs> good work. I have this article that's cited a ton and, you know, for all that, that good does for me. Mm -hmm. um, but now that's pretty much all I'm doing is the like, video conference therapy. Um, so at least I have a good background in doing it. But I wonder if I made some different choices, maybe about 20 years ago, uh, maybe things would be different. Be the foremost authority on... 
I'm okay with how things people would be using out. the 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 Malin protocols for uh, online counseling right now. I think they are. It's just I don't get any <laughs> I don't get any royalties or anything, <laughs> or I didn't create like the system for it, which pro- probably uh, would have been good to team up with a software developer back in the day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've uh, been keeping myself busy. What are you keeping yourself busy with? Uh, I, I suddenly feel really, really busy lately. Um, well, you're streaming like seven nights a week. That is not true. Uh, but I, and I don't want to like, you know, be talking about my stream a bunch again, but it is more work and more prep than one might imagine from the outside looking in. So like I've been trying to get up to streaming, you know, at least two or three nights a week. And just the amount of time that takes getting ready for that and whatnot has been a little bit of a mountain to climb so far. So, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know what you're doing. I have a full-time job. I have a, I have a side gig and now streaming is kind of a, a third gig, albeit a fun one. So between those things, like, I don't feel like I have a ton of spare time. Um, especially when you throw like, being a uh, a single parent and maintaining a house by yourself, a hundred year old house, mind you, um, I don't feel like I lack for things to do. In fact, I've often have been finding myself feeling somewhat overwhelmed. So. But it's a hundred year house with a rave cave now. It does have a it does have a rave cave now, which is intense. If you have not tuned in for a stream, there is a whole lot of stuff going on down there in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> my number one rule is you can't have too many lasers there's lasers there's smoke mm-hmm. there's pine cones yep lando hasn't made it down to the rave cave has he uh no it's a little precarious like sitting things on there with now that i have the i have my nice uh controller like there's limited real estate and i'm always worried that i'm gonna push stuff off of it accidentally so i've not tried to wedge lando in down there what we'll we'll get it figured out good pun there by the way sneaking wedge in i enjoy that (laughs) (laughs) definitely not on purpose but i enjoyed it all the same uh-huh. Yeah, I've 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 uh, liked tuning into that. Sometimes I'll have it on in the background while I'm doing other stuff. The other night, uh, Hugo, Emily, and I had it on while we were eating dinner, and then yep. she jumped into chat and like just thought it was her own personal jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "He's not yeah. playing my songs." I'm like, "It doesn't uh-huh. work that way." She's like, "Well, yeah. what's he doing?" I'm like, "Well, he's working." <laughs> 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 yeah he plans I tried to tell ahead of time yeah she was all salty she's like well he's not he's not playing my songs <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> she's she's that person that wades up to the dj booth of the club and tries to yell over the music hey <laughs> that, can you can you play the backstreet boys <laughs> let me backstreet be new kids but she's abs- absolutely that person yeah <laughs> There's been many, well, it's been years now because we have a child and pandemic and everything. But in our earlier days, I'd have to tell her, like, this isn't karaoke. There's there's just a band performing. She's like, yeah, but I can go up and sing. They'll let me. <laughs> I, don't I think, mean, 
I don't think they will, but she had a good success rate with. I respect the moxie, but it's a good word. I gotta let a cat out of you. Fill this dead air. Fill this dead air. What can I fill the dead air about? Well, the next thing I will talk with Chris about here is WandaVision, which has been a really fun show to watch. I like how they're releasing it weekly and they didn't dump the whole season at the same time. So I think it builds up some good momentum and it's fascinating how the folks that run all those shows and movies uh, don't seem to make too many mistakes. And I appreciate the experiment they're doing with WandaVision so far. So I've really enjoyed it. And now Chris is back. So you can share your thoughts. Uh, You know, I've enjoyed it too, but I enjoy all of these things, you know, for what they are. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, like everybody has, well, I shouldn't say everybody. I see a lot of people praising like the originality and I'm like, well, it's, but it's just going to tie right back in like everything else. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be the same complaints as the as the Mandalorian by the time this is all done. Like it's starting in a unique place, but it's still going to tie right back in to everything else going on. So. I've enjoyed it and I I don't know enough about the comic books, which has been somewhat purposeful. Mhm. Apparently it's based on a comic book storyline called House of M, I think which I haven't gone down a Wikipedia rabbit hole because I'm just enjoying the show and wherever they take it, it's kind of nice to be surprised. Um, So it's, I think, based off a comic book storyline. And yeah, it's within the MCU, so it's going to be propelling that whole universe forward. And speaking of, like, I think the actress, whose name is Elizabeth Olsen, said today, where she was quoted as, yeah, there's going to be a cameo coming up that rivals, uh, you know, spoiler alert for The Mandalorian, uh, Luke Skywalker and The Mandalorian. And people are trying to speculate, well, who would that be? What would that what would that mean? So and I almost don't even I just want to watch the show and enjoy it every Friday. I mm-hmm. I think she's been great in it. I love Paul Bettany. Uh, he's been really charming and always reminds me of a knight's tale which i love so i'm an easy mark there (laughs) (laughs) i loved it in episode two where he was kind of acting drunk because there was some gum stuck in his gears and Mm -hmm. he was being a showman and it just reminded me so much of his character from a knight's tale when he was doing all the herald stuff i was really gleefully happy (laughs) There is nothing that can happen in pop culture that you cannot connect back to one of like three reference points in your life. Uh, yeah, you know, soon, hopefully, when they get maybe if they do like a 2000s episode, if they get to that decade, hopefully it's mm-hmm. just a total like OC montage. <laughs> Seems unlikely. I, I'm not sure that that show has quite the breadth of, of appeal that. Y- that you seem to think that it does genius. I don't know that, that there's a, like a whole generation of people that like, remember the OC, even the way some people remember like friends or nine Oh two one. 
Yeah, I never got into 90210. Not that I'm above it. I just never just missed out on that. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been good. I've I've enjoyed it. It's and I keeping think, me. I think right after that comes Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that should be much more just action, you know, suspense stuff. Probably more typical of Marvel. And then after that, I think, is Loki, which I'm really looking forward to because Loki's just genius. Yeah, I mean, he's great. So hopefully the the show is good. I, I You know, they've got to start stringing it together so that people stop canceling because that's what I've been doing with uh, <laughs> Disney Plus. Is as soon as shows go away, I cancel it for a while until the next one I want to see comes along. So Nice. Mm-hmm. Any other – well, you said you haven't really had much time to fit in anything else besides streaming and working and working. No, yeah. I uh, Somebody was talking about something else, you know, in terms of like show recommendations. And I just realized, you know, despite there being a pandemic, like how little like media I've taken in. Like I – the – it's been nice that the Disney shows come out one at a time each week. And then I, you know, Will and I sit down on a Friday that anyone comes out and eat dinner and watch the show. And that's basically the only new shows that I've been taking in for the most part. Like I watch some sports here and there, but that's, that's been about it. Yeah. Hockey's back in my life. So I'm watching, watching that and what, I didn't watch much of the NFL season, but I, I did get into the playoffs. So I've I've enjoyed some of those games and the Super Bowls this Sunday. So mm-hmm. we'll be watching that. Yeah, and I've even, you know, uh, with the, the college basketball season basically got canceled last year, and I've been having a hard time getting into it this year. So I decided I wasn't going to keep my – streaming service that i usually have for that around for for now just because i you know we're months into the college basketball season and i've watched like one and a half games which seems like a poor return on the like 40 dollars a month i'm paying for the the live streaming service so you might get into it as this month gets into march and such yeah well i already canned it so now it's not now it's not happening until you know whatever i can watch on cbs for march madness if if COVID doesn't wreck all the teams and if yeah COVID does not ruin another March Madness, so we'll see. Yeah, I've been trying to read more, so I've been playing less games. I finally put down Hades for a while. <laughs> wow, that's and did, your addiction counselor did did some good work there. <laughs> yeah, after like 140 runs through the game, um, I think. It became clear that I sort of did all the story stuff and all the sort of bells and whistles you can unlock for the most part. And I think that lessened my enthusiasm. And I was like, I should start doing some other things. So I finally read the book you had lent to me five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It was book four of the Expanse series. So I got back into that. I reread the first three books because it had been a while then read that book, which I just finished last week. And then I started a new book that is amazing so far that was recommended to Emily. It's called The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Mm-hmm. I saw you posting about it. Which is just a phenomenal title. So I was intrigued and 
I don't even know how to summarize the book without spoiling it. So I would just say it's a, a fascinating book to get into because the author's trying to do some very ambitious things in a book. What uh, genre genre would you say it falls into or does it? Certainly suspense, mm-hmm. thriller, I suppose. I, I'm not I, I'm not well read enough to have a better vocabulary. <laughs> it's it's unlike any book I've read before in a, in a good way. And I'm plowing ahead through that. I think I'm like 200 some pages into it. And I only started it a few days ago. So um, that's been uh, it's and it's also the, a book that I sort of feel like after I finish it, I w- I'm going to want to reread it again, mm-hmm. which I haven't had that vibe before. So I definitely recommend that if you're looking for something interesting to get into book wise. Yeah, like, you know. Earlier in the pandemic, so like 10 years ago, uh, <laughs> I had my, you know, I'm going to get back to reading phase and I plowed through, I don't know, a good four or so books pretty quickly. But uh, once again, I've kind of lost that habit. So I, I really wish I could um, find a way to really get refocused on that. I, I, the 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 biggest thing is I used to always read as like my last thing before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just always been too easy since the advent of smartphones to just end up kind of doing that until I go to bed. Um, I'm not a person that has a hard time falling asleep. So like the screen time doesn't kill me on um, being able to fall asleep. So yeah, I, I really I need to like lock it up somewhere so that I pull out a book and read for 20, 30 minutes instead. Yeah. Well, that bottle of bourbon will help too. Fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Falling asleep is never the issue for me. Oh man. I posted a picture on on Twitter over the, over the weekend, but I had a sleep, my second sleep study ever. And that was not fun. No, I've done one too. And I didn't feel like I slept at all. Well, it wasn't comfortable, obviously, because you have all this stuff attached to your head so they can monitor your brain waves. You got something attached to your neck, monitor snoring. I had two, and you probably had this too, you have two bands wrapped around you mm-hmm. to measure like breathing in your chest and your stomach. But I didn't realize, I told him, I was like, because it was across my defibrillator. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's not very comfortable, but I'll just try not to, I'll try not to sleep. So it puts pressure against it. So I felt, I don't really move a lot anyway when I sleep, but I got into the bed, which was not comfortable and the pillows weren't comfortable (laughs) and the blankets just felt like really rough. Like it just, whatever. So I just got into bed and just laid still. I'm like, let me just fall asleep and get this over with. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like I didn't move much, which probably I woke up once and like my back was really bugging me. Then I shifted onto my side and I woke up again and like, the area under my arm where the defibrillator was really hurting. I'm like, oh, and then they wake you up because like halfway through the night, they have to adjust things. Yeah. Uh, And the next morning they're like, yeah, you woke up a lot. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It wasn't very comfortable. So who knows? I don't know what they're going to say. I didn't have anything problematic years ago when I did it. So we'll see what happens this time. They're going to conclude that you don't sleep well if you sleep in a Motel 6, you know, level of accommodations. Yeah, I for some reason, when I did it years ago, 
And it was at the same building. I remember it being nicer. Mm-hmm. They must have moved clinics because I went to the hospital and it's like late Sunday night. I'm like, I'm here for my sleep study. They're like, oh, okay, you have to follow this doorway, follow this hallway, uh, go outside of door six, then walk across the parking garage and then go down the stairs. I was like, isn't it in this building? They're like, well, it, yeah, you'll find it. And I ended up walking another five minutes outside, then back inside. And it was more or less in a basement. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was nice. It was fine. But it was, it's, like I said, it was not comfortable. And yeah. Um, good times. Yep. And great oldies. So yeah, sleep studies, COVID vaccines. I got to get my defibrillator battery replaced in about a week and a half. <laughs> So I got a lot of health stuff going. Uh... <laughs> I feel fine. Like I actually feel pretty pretty good. I've been doing the ring fit thing a lot. That's been fun. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that was keeping me keeping me busy. Um, I've had like ten thousand steps for like twenty days in a row. So in a lot of ways, I'm in a good mood. It's uh, just some of this other stuff. It's like, well, when can you get back to real life? Yeah, it was definitely nice to, to get my first dose of the vaccine and just kind of get a tiny little peek at a light at the end of the tunnel. But at this point, like I've, I've had a hard time even letting myself go very far down that road mentally just because, you know, it's this whole thing has felt like, I don't know, you know, it's, it's just been kind of one long I don't want to say tease, but just, <laughs> huh? you know, huh? Huh? <laughs> somebody uh, posted something on social media that you may have seen and other people may have seen that there, you know, it was like basically the caption is something along the lines of, you know, COVID is going to end like, and it's doing the thing where it's zooming in on a map. Yeah. Like it looks like you're, you know, zooming in on a peninsula. And yeah. then as you zoom in on I the peninsula, that. there's a peninsula on the peninsula and it just goes eternally. And that, that is kind of how it's, it like feeling. messes with your brain. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, but I was talking to Emily about this. You know, I'm, I'm vaccinated now. You're like you said, half vaccinated and probably another month ish. Go get your second dose and, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> come March, is it like, okay to go to your house and, you know, have a beverage, hang out, or if places are open, like go to a bar? I kind of think it is. Or uh, go to a I brewery mean... and sit outside, certainly. I mean, do that when the weather improves. Um, but, like, I'd probably feel comfortable doing that. And, of course you know, wearing a mask around other people and whatnot, but going to a distillery and you ordering the last drink that I can't have, like, that sounds like fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Relive old times, you know? Yep. Um, but I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Or have you not even gotten that far mentally? Well, no, like I said, I've, I've kind of tried not to let myself go there because it just feels like, you know, there's, there's always been, setbacks like you know oh we 
finally you're getting a vaccine, but now like there's no good plans for how to distribute it or, you know, there's this problem, there's that problem. And so I don't want to go too far down that path because I just find it's that much harder to bounce back if, say, you know, there is a mutation that's not covered by the vaccines and suddenly it's like, oh, you need to you still need to do the same old same old that we've been doing for the last year so i just figure i will i mean i'm making some plans to travel as i mentioned before that that you know can be canceled if i i need to because airlines will basically do anything to get your money right now and so it's a lot easier to to cancel and get a refund than it usually is so i'm, I'm doing that knowing that you know there's a chance that i have to to cancel but sure other than that, like I've tried not to go too far down that road of like now we can do this and that because it just you know it just feels like so often, and and it's probably more about me and just kind of me trying to be optimistic throughout this whole process. But it just feels like there's a lot of times that I feel like, you know, the way back when there was talk of like oh well you know warm weather it will probably dissipate and you know we'll. Things will be kind of normal for summer. One day it's going to go away just like magic. It'll be great. It's going to be a beautiful thing. (laughs) Yeah, even even ignoring that talk, like there were legitimate theories that you know, uh, you know, summer would look more normal. And so, like you know, especially for somebody that like wants to buy tickets to shows, like having shows rescheduled for like this date, and you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe by then, and then you know that rolls around and they have to reschedule for another six months or a year out or whatever. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's at this point, like I said, I've, I've even kind of stopped paying attention to the daily updates because I just, it it just gets kind of tiring to like have things constantly changing. Well, it's happened to me a few times and one of them was you had started. So it was maybe like two months ago, dead Sarah released a single and I remember liking the song and listening to it. And I, there was this 10, minute, 10 to 15 minute stretch where I was like, oh, it's going to be great. Like, I'd love to see them perform again. They might not come to the Twin Cities, but maybe they'll show up in Chicago or Des Moines or something. I'll go do a road trip. Mm-hmm. And I like was playing out this fantasy in my head of like, oh, that'll be so much fun. And then I was like, wah, wah. <laughs> like yep. remembered like, oh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen for a while. And it really sort of not that I was bummed out, but I just was deflated for a while mm-hmm. and then the other one i think it was right end of december the brewery that's that's by our house every year they do this special promotion where i think they only sell about 125 of these really nice ceramic mugs uh i'm kind of between a coffee mug and a beer stein it's kind of in the middle there and you buy it and it's kind of pricey but anytime you go you you pay the same price to get a beer, but they put more beer in it because it's a bigger, bigger container. So mm-hmm. over the long run, you sort of make out on the deal. Plus, you have this cool mug and you sort of belong to the brewery. Right. I was like, oh, that might be fun to do for 2021 because like we'll be wanting to like go out. And when the weather's nice, we can do that. And our son will be a little bit older and he can hang out. I just remembered, well, how often are we actually going to go anywhere? <laughs> Right. So, so, yeah, it's probably not worth it to buy this mug. And then you had sent the lineup for Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at, well, let's, what shows look good? And then it just became like, 
well, is that actually going to happen? Right. <laughs> it's all this like, <laughs> hurry up and make plans. And then it's, you got to slam on the brakes to figure out what's actually feasible. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, I think at this point I'll be pretty happy if by summer, you know, outdoor concerts are able to happen like that. That will be a pretty big deal. It'd be fun to go to Colorado like we were supposed to last year. Yeah, I mean, that specific one is not happening right. this summer. It's rescheduled for, you know, 2022 at this point. But, you know, I would happily go to something else there if we can Well, now you have a whole litany of folks who... Depending on the show, yeah. Maybe there, there yeah. There wasn't... Uh, there wasn't somebody that's quite in the club quarantine wheelhouse scheduled for summer at Red Rocks this year. There's a couple of what about the know, gorge? Is anybody playing out there? I, I don't think I've heard anything about the gorge yet. I mean, when when Weekender happens, that's going to be the 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 big one for that crowd. Like, uh, where is that at? That'll be at the gorge. Oh, okay. But I don't think anybody is really planning festivals like that yet. Cause sure, it just which makes sense. Takes a lot of time, and you know everybody's fatigued with rescheduling them. I think Coachella just rescheduled for like the third or fourth time. So I don't know. I mean, if you were to try to be a promoter and say, "Okay, we're going to make sure we're going to require." People are vaccine. I have no idea. People are vaccinated. How would you even do that? Yeah. Like they gave me a card and they signed mm-hmm. it and, and I have it in my backpack here. I'm sure anybody could forge one of those. Be like, yep, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> There's no, to my knowledge, no national database that they're keeping track of all this, uh, which would, you know, in some ways make sense, but they they're not doing that. Right. And to me, that's another one of the questions is like we've had no national leadership on this uh, for, you know, essentially the entire time we've been dealing with it. So like right now, still even right now at this moment, if like we wanted to go see certain bands or and we're willing to go to Florida or Texas, we could see a lot of them because shows are happening there just like it's normal times. Like, well, that's the thing. Like our reality is like, yeah, nothing's going back to normal and yeah. wait and see. And other people are, they're, they're doing whatever. Yeah. Um, but there again, We're in I, a don't, bubble. I don't know how much that's going to change as we, you know, increasingly do have national leadership on these things. So that's why I just, I can't get too far ahead of myself on planning things. Cause it just feels like things change. Even me getting vaccinated, like one day before I got it, the word was like one to two people per school. And then suddenly it was like, Nope, you know, there's a free for all sign up. You should sign up and see if you get in. And I did. And so it's just, things are constantly changing and pretty unpre- unpredictably at this point. So, yeah, we're, I'm fortunate, you're fortunate, my wife, we've all been able to get it through our jobs. Yep. You know, I have, my wife and I happen to work in healthcare, you're working in education, and I, I think it's great that it, it's getting rolled out. And, you know, I work at a VA, and now, last I heard, it's any veteran over 65 can schedule the vaccine, and they're rolling people through every day and giving them, giving them out. So... It's happening, but I, I don't know in the community how much that's happening right now. Because there's so many healthcare systems, there's so many hospitals and clinics, 
it's like, how do you organize that? I think in New Jersey, my mom's trying to sign up or sign up for the website, but like those things tend to crash or <laughs> it's, you, you could set up a number and then everyone's calling. You got to man all those lines and it like the logistics of just getting people to a medical appointment, having been in run in a clinic for the last 10, 15 years, mm -hmm. it's a challenge. And that's when people actually want an appointment. <laughs> like, so then someone gets scheduled and they don't show up. So what do you do with that dose? Because it's unfrozen. So now you have to give it to somebody and you could end up wasting the dose. It, it gets to be a bit of a mess. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially with the whole, you know, extreme refrigeration requirements for this. It is a logistics issue. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of unintentional, I, I think, but, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, bias right now in terms of who is getting the vaccine, because it is very much people that are able to, you know, be on a computer and try to sign up for something the second yeah. it Having comes internet available. Access, which and is not necessarily ubiquitous for everyone yeah. or computer <laughs> literacy to go through some kind of sign up process. So my my mom is on this I, some sort of committee. I don't completely understand what the whole thing is, but it's they live in a, a in a town in Virginia that is uh, still somewhat, I guess, segregated for lack of a better way of of putting it. Like there's a large black community and a large white community, and they don't necessarily intermingle as much as they should in 2020. And so she's part of this committee that's sort of a, about you know advancing the black community and dealing with some of the inequalities and whatnot that exist. And so they had a zoom meeting the other night and my parents are old enough that they're fairly high priority for getting vaccinated. And they have a friend that works in healthcare that called them and said, Hey, you should sign up for this and get vaccinated. And they did. And the, you know, they've gotten their first dose now. And so my mom has this meeting with this committee and she's the only white person in this meeting. And, you know, the, they, at the beginning of the meeting, they're like, you know, share something positive that happened this week. And my mom, of course, is like, I got vaccinated. And then like I, agenda item 1A at the meeting that she's unaware of and until after she said this is basically how nobody from the black community has been vaccinated in the town and how one of the people went and observed this exact site site, got their vaccination just to kind of see what was going on and observe that there were zero percent you know people of color um getting vaccinated <laughs> that day that it was you know even though i don't think it was meant to be uh racist in any way shape or form it ended up being because it essentially was you kind of knew somebody that told you to go here and sign up for this and so yeah <laughs> you mentioned there's been no leadership i i think it's hard one, to reach people with a message, and then two, to reach people with a message that they're going to trust. Right. You know, institutions, I don't, I don't think people really trust institutions much these days, including news, including, including government. So how do you tell everybody, hey, show up here or sign up for this or here's what you need to do to get a vaccine, especially when everything's so fragmented between states. Sometimes it's between counties or districts, and it's almost easier, like – like I work for a VA, so they have the vaccine. It's like, okay, we're doing all employees. Like they mm -hmm. don't really have to do much. It's just, hey, do you want it? Like, come on in. Or I know there was a lot of, you know, flack for 
people in prisons getting the vaccine. And it's like, well, that's right. a high risk environment. Yep. And it's easy. Like they're all there. <laughs> right. I got a, I sometimes get these job announcements and one of them was for a correctional facility in Florida. And it was funny how they reframed things. They were like, yep, you don't have to worry about no shows. Like <laughs> it's like 0% no show rate. Uh-huh. I was like, well, yeah, because people are, <laughs> you have a literal captive audience. Right. So, yeah, given getting the vaccine to 2,000 prisoners is incredibly easy compared to trying to get it to 200 random people in the community. Yep. Um, unless you start going door to door or involve the National Guard to like set up, like, we have sports stadiums here in Minnesota, like, you know, set up shop inside where the Vikings play and, just roll people through there. Well, I mean, that's basically the way you just described as what I participated in. It's like a pilot of doing vaccine distribution where mm-hmm. it was, it is the national guard and it's at, and it was at Roy Wilkins, which is a, a, a venue here in town. It's all and, Queens of the stone age there. Right. Uh, I've seen tons and tons of people there and then was even laughing because it wasn't in like the arena proper that we got vaccinated it was in another part of this Roy Wilkins complex that I happened to have been to for an all-night rave circa 1999 <laughs> and I, and I was not, living in Minnesota at that point had not I was not back. there with you no I, I you know it's funny I was trying to remember if anyone was there with me I think I might have gone by myself to that because that's kind of been a, a, a theme in my life until club quarantine is that, you know, I enjoyed this kind of music, but I didn't have a lot of friends that really wanted to go. So I'm not sure that anybody went with me to that, but it was the first time I had been back in that exact space since. <laughs> Did you have some that. interesting flashbacks of, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was funny. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, National Guard were doing the whole thing. You know, it was, uh, I don't know exactly what his position is, but a, a guy in fatigues that actually gave me my my vaccine. And so it's, that's what they should be doing in all 50 states. And it's happening. But again, it's like it's so fits and starts and, you know, states that have you know, been slow to embrace the fact that we have a pandemic and they should conduct things differently are not surprisingly also lagging behind on distributing vaccines and whatnot. Yeah. Like I want to, one of the things I want to do with the family here this summer is go to the Badlands because I think Hugo's a good age to go see, go see all that. But it's like going to South Dakota which, you know, I don't, I don't think they've really been one of the top states that have taken <laughs> it seriously. Right. So not, not, nothing against the good people of Sodak. Uh, it's just, um, you know, Minnesota, I think, has taken things more seriously from a public health standpoint. I'm glad we live in this state. Um, so who knows? We'll see. Indeed. You got anything else for for the listeners, our masses that are so curious what we've been up to? (laughs) 
I yeah, I mean it's it's been kind of the the thing for months and months and months now. It's like you know I'll talk to a a friend and it's like you know I have like two pieces of news and then that's kind of like other than that it's uh <laughs> same old same old. I think that's part of the reason why I've been repeating myself a lot because there hasn't mm-hmm. been a whole lot of new. <laughs> no. New stories. <laughs> like when, uh, so, uh, uh, Twitch just released stats on, uh, do you remember when everybody got their Spotify end of the year stats and oh, everybody yeah. was posting like, sure. Twitch just did their version of this within the last few weeks. And, uh, proud to say I had logged 652 <laughs> hours. <laughs> In club quarantine. <laughs> wow. Dave, Dave had uh, streamed like 1,000 and something hours total, and I had been around for 600 and. Is there a leaderboard? Is it like you and his siblings that are up there? Or Well, you know, it's funny because like, I just assumed that there were going to be of that core audience because, you know, it was – it was end of like April and May before I started watching like really consistently. Like I had watched before that here and there, but like took a while before I really got into chat and got really involved. So I just assumed there were going to be people that were way ahead of me, but there actually weren't that many, <laughs> at least that were willing to admit it. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Congratulations. Did you send that to, to Dave and be like, hey, I'm a big fan, man. I, <laughs> Can you sign I, this for me? I, I posted it. I, I have no doubt that he knows who I am, uh, but we have a little bit of a contentious relationship at times. I, I like to, as you know, I like to troll in chats and every now and then he, he reads me out of context and is bemused to annoyed by what I've. One of these days you're going to get banned and then what are you going to do then? <laughs> I think I've been closer to that line than I realized once or twice, but uh, you know, I've, I've, now that we understand each other better, I, I think I try to comport myself a little bit differently. And you know, he also knows who I am and that I'm not, you know being a jerk yeah you gotta stop biting the hand that feeds you man you know i've 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 told him you know giving people crap is one of my love languages my spotify year-end mix was pearl jams gigaton mixed with show tunes for hugo mixed with like 80s hair metal it's pretty uh consistent playlist yeah will's listening has messed with mine before but he must not have used spotify as much this year because it it didn't have as much because i know in past years when they did that summary there was a bunch of stuff about because he'll listen to like a lot of video game soundtrack stuff and so um but yeah no i was i was pleased with like how much different music i had listened to on on spotify i'm trying to do the thing again this year where i keep track of the new media i take in mm-hmm. which so far has only been two albums by the same artist and trying to read more um but i think that spurred me on last year i was listening to a lot of stuff but then pandemic hit and it went into a little bit of a black hole yeah right now i'm forced to do a lot of listening to music to find what i want to play each week so i'm taking in a ton of that music but i'm not really uh satisfied with my overall balance of like you know then not listening to that much other stuff right now so i have to 
like all things, figure out how to find the healthy balance there. So plug the stream again. You got Ladies' Night tomorrow. Ladies' Night is always... What kind of music we doing? So uh, Ladies' Night is always Wednesday night, so it's 7 Central. Adjust that for your your appropriate time zone for two to three-ish hours. Um, And it's... Typically, it's bangers. (laughs) I don't... I don't stick to one genre per se, but, you know, it's going to be a lot of... Trance, techno, house, progressive house, etc. Um, so a lot of inks, inks, inks. Um, sometimes bro- Brody in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Sometimes I do a little theme, so we might have like a non-dance portion to begin the show. When I do a like we did the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, we did the the drunksgiving show. I enjoyed I that. Was, that was a lot yeah, of fun. Asked people to give me like the the stuff they put on the jukebox to kind of annoy people or like what's on in your hometown that you have to play or whatever it might be. You finally played one of the songs that I put in the jukebox at Willie's that never played. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So sometimes I'll do something like that, but usually Wednesday night we, we, we stick to bangers and then there's other nights of the week that I do a little bit of like different stuff. So excellent. Oh, and I, did I say it? Twitch, uh, TV backslash Brutius. If I didn't, that that's what it is. There you go. And uh, I'm sometimes lurking in the chat. Um, at times, putting my son to bed, and he's watching. He he enjoyed it. What was that on? Was it last Wednesday? He is trying to figure out. He wants to hold the screen, and then he like wants to. See, He's like trying to make something happen on the screen. I'm like, no, you just just watch. <laughs> <laughs> we should figure out how to how to prank him on that. That well, I, I told him I was like, he just said your name, and he's by then he was racing into the bathroom. But uh, ah. Hugo enjoys the show. Uh, Emily enjoys the show. It's fun, and yeah, you got but... new equipment, and it's it's just a good time. And all the people in there are very cool. Everyone's very friendly. Yeah, it's a good crowd. It's a lot of, of course, club quarantine. And then some, like, I have a, a friend that goes all the way back to fourth grade that has been showing up from time to time. And yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Excellent. So we will plan to do this again, maybe in February. <laughs> it, it is February. Right. Maybe we'll do another one this month. All right. <laughs> I'm not making any promises. Uh, I mean, yeah. So as we said, we're there. There might be light at the end of the tunnel, but we're trying not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, so Winston Wolf, let's not start uh, pleasing each other. More or less is the uh, general gist of the line from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's the exact quote. Uh, yeah, I'm paraphrasing. But All right. everyone, take care of yourselves. Hope folks can get vaccinated quickly and uh yeah we'll catch you on the flippity flip stay safe everybody Bye. Bye.